here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, we are we're heading into the to the end game, so to speak. We're we're closing in the the end of November is upon us. Uh, Thanksgiving just went by. We had some nice matchups on that day, and then Sunday went well. Tonight we do have uh, one more matchup to speak of for the week, uh, as far as our. Game of the week, so to speak, on Monday Night Football, it's Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts. So there are some players still in play for people here in week 12. There were no bye weeks this week. Everybody, nobody took a holiday or vacation this week. Uh, You're going to have some moving on into week 13, which is where we are heading. Uh, You're looking at the Arizona Cardinals. You're looking at the Carolina Panthers. There are some players involved there that you may need some some replacements for, uh, depending on your bench and, and how things are going. But we are we're closing in on the end. We're going to give you some information regarding news, uh, updates on injuries, and things like that. Uh, Pat, how was your how was your holiday? First and foremost, it was good. Spent some quality time with the family, watched some football. You know, ate some food. I think pretty much what most of us did on Thanksgiving. I know you were. Uh, you were Chef Boyardee over there cooking away, and I, I did help, I will say. You know, I'm not one of those guys that just sits there and does nothing, but uh, I know that you are the— Honey, uh, get me a beer. I'm watching a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she's got eight other things yep. going at one time. No, I, I, I picked a couple of dishes and, and made those and, you know, helped out. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a good husband. I try anyway to uh, not have my wife shoulder the load for— cooking, cleaning, and all that stuff. So yeah, it was nice, though. You don't want any loads on her shoulder. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Uh, how, was so, you, how, was your, how was your holiday, by the way? I, I didn't uh, – I mean, I know that we talked about it before, uh, you know, we got on here, but, you know, uh, everybody else needs to know, uh, you know, how you, uh, you know, basically made a, a 12-course meal for your, your entire family. Uh, 12, I'd say. Let's see. One, two – Three, Three, four, five, six, six to seven, six to seven, so to speak. I didn't make dessert. It was brought. We had pumpkin and apple pie. Nobody ate dessert, actually. It was just too full after the fact. I, I like cooking. I do like making everything. It's it's everybody likes the food, which obviously means that I, I guess I'm doing OK there. You know, like, hey, make extra of this because I want to take some home and whatnot. You know, they're, we're more of a uh, fill up on the sides and have a little bit of turkey and, and some leftovers, which are still lingering. I'll probably look to polish some more of that off uh, now. But, you know, just being off, like you say, for that day. I was listening to the football games while I was doing my thing, so I got to listen to Buffalo, Detroit, and a little bit of the Giants-Dallas game, and then it was uh, it was time to eat, get cleaned up, and then you turn around and the day's over that fast. And then, unfortunately, I'm not able to partake this year, at least in, in the next day off, to – shop or relax or decorate for the holidays uh, it was a busy work weekend for me and then uh, again back to back to the grind of that and back to the fun stuff which is uh doing this podcast with you for our fans uh speaking of which uh, if they want to listen uh or, or drop us a line pat what do they have to do so they can go to our website which is www.thenineroutffb.com they can also email us if they have any questions that email address is the nine route ffb at gmail.com or they can reach out to us on social media we are both on twitter at the nine route one and at scott from delco and uh you know if they like i said if you guys have any questions out there please feel free to to hit us up any any which way and listen a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast probably know one of us uh, at some point, if you have my number, just text me. You don't have to hit me up <laughs> on social media or email. Just text me. Uh, I do have some. I do have some people that uh, that know we do the podcast. That some listen to the podcast that that do you know contact me and ask for advice from time to time. And then uh, you know I try my best to not disappoint them the way I've been disappointing myself in our start sits. But uh, we'll get into that uh, <laughs> at, in, later on in the week. But. No, I do my best to, you know, try to answer their questions as, as truthfully and honestly as I can. But, you know, obviously we're we're not wizards or, you know, anything like that. We can't we can't see the future. We have no idea how these things are going to turn out. Trust me, if I did, 
Uh, I wouldn't be wasting my time doing podcasts. I'd be, uh, I'd be sports betting and, and, uh, you know, living the good life. So, Hey, you got to get that uh, sports almanac from Biff Tannen. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Be smooth sailing after that, pal. Ooh, yeah. la, la. Yep. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, all right. So a little little bit something different we're going to do this week. Um, not different, just a little add-on. There really wasn't a whole lot of uh, injuries this week, which is a good thing. And the waiver wire is a lot of guys that we've already spoken about last week. A couple new add-ins, so we're going to hit them quickly. But we're going to throw in this week uh, just a quick little rundown of a, a couple things that you can do if you have a playoff team heading into you know your fantasy playoffs. There's a couple of tips that we have for you that will you know help you get a little bit of a, a little bit more of a competitive competitive advantage going into the playoffs. And uh, we're going to hit you with with a couple of those as well this week. So I guess without any further ado we should probably jump into it time for the news starting off with injuries and news on the week at the quarterback position Aaron Rodgers left the Sunday night game versus the Eagles he believed that he may have punctured a lung they were not able to get the tests done right then and there to see if that was true Rodgers later came out and said that if if it's not a punctured lung and if the Packers are still mathematically in the hunt for the playoffs, then he will play next week versus Chicago. If they are out, then you're looking at Jordan Love maybe taking over for the Packers. Not really sure how that affects the wide receivers. I mean, obviously Christian Watson has been playing playing his face off the last couple of weeks, his six touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, you know, has just looked pretty much unstoppable when they can actually get the ball in his hands. I'm not saying that his fantasy value is going to be completely sunk if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, but I definitely don't like him as much with Jordan Love at quarterback because I think the Packers will definitely turn to a more run-heavy offense if that's the case. I will say that I have noticed in some leagues, A.J. Dillon has been dropped because you know, he really hadn't been productive up until really this week, honestly, was probably one of the best weeks that he's had fantasy wise. I know he had a touchdown either last week or the week before, but he just hasn't really been getting carries and uh, hasn't scored and, you know, doesn't really offer much as a receiver out of the backfield. So uh, if AJ Dillon is available on your waiver wire, go out and check. He's probably not in most leagues. He isn't, but if he is, if somebody in your league dropped him, I would say now is the time to pick him up because if the Packers do go away from Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback for any part of the you know remainder of the season, I do think that they lean heavier on the run game, and I do think that that obviously means AJ Dillon is going to be more involved than he has been you know in previous weeks. One quarterback to speak of, a couple running backs uh, got a little banged up, and we're gonna we're gonna try to sort through those real quick. First was Travis Etienne. Suffered a Liz Frank injury last season, missed his entire rookie year. Only had about two carries in the Baltimore game just on Sunday uh, and had suffered a injury to his foot. Did not return to the game. Uh, it was looking like maybe just as a precaution, like he probably could have made his way back in, but the Jaguars were in a, in a good game that, that technically didn't need his services and they were probably looking to play it safe. Don't know for sure if that injury was to the same foot, uh, at least on my end here. But at the end of the day, it looks like he will be good to go. No, um, I know the coaches came out today and they said there's no boot, there's no crutches. Uh, it was just precautionary. So again, it kind of leads me to think that it could have been the same foot that he suffered this injury last year. Uh, so, uh, you know, you probably want to look to maybe pick up off of the waiver wire, uh, Jermichael Hasty. Uh, he formerly of the long list of 49er running backs that, that they had in the stable. Uh, he's been a little productive, kind of in that like Carlos Hyde role, but not as much interaction. Uh, Snoop Connor, rookie, is also there that could get some call-ups. And they recently did pick up Daryl Henderson off of waivers from the Rams. So, again, there are some options if it looks like Etienne might not be 100% on that Jaguars roster. Another unfortunate injury, uh, Michael Carter from the Jets. Look like he sprained his ankle. Right now, they're unsure of the severity. So this is one of those ones, if you have Michael Carter on your roster, this is something that you're going to have to keep an eye on throughout the week, see if he's practicing during the week. And uh, this is probably going to be something that leads all the way up to game time as far as whether he's going to play or not. Unfortunately for him, he was in a really good spot with Mike White at quarterback. I think we all remember last year when, when White took over for those few games, Michael Carter 
uh, became like the wide receiver one on that team, just soaking up a ton of dump offs. And, you know, I, I think Mike White seemed a lot more confident this week. Didn't seem to need to dump the ball off to the running backs as much. Uh, and then maybe that was because, you know, Michael Carter was gone and the other guys that they had playing were not, uh, you know, necessarily, you know, the best pass catchers, but definitely something if you do have Michael Carter on your roster, you definitely are going to want to go out and pick up uh, one of the three running backs on the Jets. Now, the problem with picking up one of these guys is we're not 100% sure who's going to be the guy. My guess is, even though James Robinson was a healthy scratch this week, I don't believe it's because they don't like him or they don't think he can play. I think what it is is the other running backs on the roster, uh, Zonovan Knight and Ty Johnson, both have roles on the special teams and James Robinson does not. He basically is just there as a running back. And I think the Jets had to make a tough decision and put James Robinson as a healthy scratch this week. But I do think if Carter is unable to go, James Robinson will be activated to the active roster and probably will get the start. Um, He's not really known as a pass catcher. So you're not going to see the same type of production from him that you're going to see from Michael Carter or that you would have seen from Michael Carter. Um, But he will get the majority of the carries and I think you'll see um, probably Ty Johnson come in as the the third down running back, the pass catching back. Uh, so if you want to grab one of those guys, I, again, we're not going to know about Michael Carter for sure before waivers hit more than likely. So I would go out and see if any of these Jets running backs are available on your waiver wire. If they are, go ahead and stash one if you have if you have room for him, especially if you if you already roster Michael Carter. Uh, and you don't have a running back that uh, you know you can confidently play in his stead uh, if he misses Sunday's game. All right, uh, moving on to uh, one more of our fearsome running backs that uh, looks like it might be a little bit of a, a, a legit injury. Elijah Mitchell did suffer what looks like an MCL sprain. He obviously, you know, he's he's had some some health issues over the last couple of seasons while still being effective. But this was, you know, he, he sat out for, what, about seven weeks or so uh, with an MCL injury. This looks like it could be lingering. Uh, it could be the same knee. You know, I, these are all things you, you just kind of speculate. At the end of the day, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is the RB1 out there. But if you're looking for some depth or, again, you know, down the road, we'll talk about the concepts of handcuffs. Uh, if he's not going to be relied on, you have two rookies, Jordan Mason and Tyrion Davis-Price. Uh, Jordan Mason is higher up in the pecking order right now, but Elijah Mitchell probably going to miss a couple weeks. I don't think they're going to want to rush him back anytime soon, uh, especially when you already have somebody in place uh, of the caliber of Christian McCaffrey. So that's one to monitor uh, as far as depth goes and as far as how long he's going to sit with this if they look to rush him back or a true NFL fashion, hold on to him until the playoffs so they get deeper, uh, which doesn't have you know the same weight as it would for your fantasy football playoffs. I think this is could potentially be good news for Christian McCaffrey owners because of the fact that they're probably going to there. I'm sure Jordan Mason or Tyrion Davis price is going to get some carries, but I don't think they're confident enough in those guys to give them the number of carries that Elijah Mitchell was getting. So I do think that Christian McCaffrey sees a little bit of a bump in his opportunities moving forward, which is if you have McCaffrey, that's good going into your fantasy playoffs. Oh, and and one other guy on the roster, he's on the practice squad, but you sometimes see those veterans get elevated. Tevin Coleman, uh, who has a lot of experience in that backfield and and with that coaching staff and, and the playbook and so forth, you might even see somebody like him take a little more of the lion's share if they're not trusting the rookies. But, you know, I think you hit it right on the head. If anything, now this is, this is going to be uh, run CMC probably at its finest. Yeah. And one quick wide receiver injury to talk about. Actually, we have two. Um, I did miss one on here. The first one was Allen Robinson. He was not expected to miss this week's game and then sort of at the last minute was declared out. And now, as it turns out, he is going to undergo some sort of foot surgery that is going to end his season, uh, unfortunately. So now you're looking at Matthew Stafford being out. You're looking at Cooper Cup being out. And now they're missing Allen Robinson, which... You know, I don't think Robinson was necessarily, you know, anything to write home about anyway. But, I mean, could the Rams offense get any worse? I mean, they were already struggling with those players in the lineup. And now you're talking about losing your top two wide receivers and potentially your quarterback for the year. I mean, I, I don't underst- I don't see why the Rams would 
bring Matthew Stafford back at this point. It's they're not going to make the playoffs. They've got nothing really to play for at this point. I mean, I would say they're better off losing for draft position, but they don't even have their own draft pick this year, at least not in the first round. But I mean, it, I think the Rams are just basically packing it up at this point. I, I think uh, moving forward, you can probably play all of your fantasy defenses against the Rams because it's it's going to be a backup quarterback most likely. And even if it is Matthew Stafford, it's going to be uh, you know missing a couple of uh you know, missing the top two targets in that offense. If you do, however, want to brave picking up some players from the Rams offense in lieu of Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson led the team in targets this past week, also caught a touchdown. Ben Skoranek is also a guy who is probably one of their more reliable receivers who's, who will definitely see an uptick in targets with Allen Robinson out. But again, that's these are desperation plays at this point. I don't think that, you know, you're really looking to go make these guys a high white waiver priority. They're just not going to be worth it in the long run. No, uh, it, it's tough. I mean, yeah, when you have an offense that can click as, as well as it, it has obviously good enough to win a Super Bowl, And then you have to see these guys kind of fall apart with legit injuries and wear and tear and age. Uh, you know, the retooling of the Rams will be interesting. They don't have a first round pick next year that was involved in the Stafford deal. Like you said, if they were looking to move on or possibly bring in a high price free agent like a Lamar Jackson who maybe doesn't get re-signed and maybe they move on from Baltimore. But yeah, like you said, I, I don't think there's a lot to to really look forward to in an offense like that where yeah, we thought maybe Allen Robinson would be a guy that's gonna step up in, in the absence of of Cooper Cup. And yeah, you really don't see a lot. You know, Cam Akers, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe gives you a little depth on your bench going into the playoffs. But yeah, no, it's it's not looking not looking good at, at any position. You are correct. And then finally, I know that other injury wide receiver wise, you were you were leaning on was uh, a guy who in the last four weeks had been in a top twenty wide receiver position in an offense that looked like it was just starting to break out a little bit. Uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, unfortunately, uh, looks like his season is over. Ankle injury, probably leaning towards you know a broken ankle or some ligament damage to the point where uh, he's just not going to not going to be able to make it. Uh, I know there were some tests that were going to be checked out, but it does look like his season has ended. That is news for a Bears offense again, where the quarterback was banged up and moving forward for the Bears. Obviously, if Fields does get healthy, you are looking at some players on that squad that that are you know, uh, legit when it comes to being fantasy relevant. Chase Claypool, obviously, they had just made the deal during uh, the trade deadline to get him. You'll probably see him slide into a stronger role. Some of the other players on their wide receiving core are names that have, uh, you know, popped up <laughs> here. They're Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown, um, and then the rookie, uh, Vellis Jones Jr. You might finally get to see him make a little headway uh, and get involved in that offense with Khalil Herbert still out. Uh, you know, it's the David Montgomery show, Treston Ebner, rookie is there. But overall, it's going to kind of run through there. And don't forget, you still have Cole Komet, who had started to make his way through as well. So it's a shame to see somebody go down after he finally was starting to get back. But, uh, you know, if that if that is needed, it, it is what it is. Yeah, that offense was starting to click, and then Fields got hurt, and now Mooney's out. And it just seems like the Bears were doomed to have a bad year, unfortunately. <laughs> Another... Uh, Another thing I literally just saw pop up as we were just talking about the Rams, it looks like there's a an injury to Aaron Donald. You know, it sounds like sounds like you said maybe these guys are really looking to you know wrap it up for the just phone it in for the rest of the season for the season. Yeah, I don't want to really you know push the issue. Hopefully, it's nothing. Uh, Aaron Donald know. was like, "How did why did they talk me into coming back? This is ridiculous. We're terrible." Uh, yep, yeah. uh, another injury, ankle sprain. Meeting with doctors to determine the severity. More clarity on Wednesday. Yeah, I would I would just sell, sell, sell uh, if there's any trade deadlines left uh, in any leagues that, yeah, just maybe dump some of those Rams, see if somebody's uh, not paying attention and, and somehow thinks that they're adding to their team but actually taking away from it. All right, that's going to do it for our news and our injury segment. Let's move into the Weekly Waiver Wire. Weekly Waiver Wire. So going into Week 13, we looked at you know, a number of running backs and wide receivers that were under 50% rostered in ESPN, NFL.com and Yahoo leagues and compiled a list of guys who are available. Like I said, in 50% of leagues and 
you know, these are guys that you can go out and add to your roster. Not every single one of these guys is, you know, a guy that you need to go out and immediately grab, but they're definitely going to be some guys on here that, again, if you're moving into your fantasy playoffs, these guys are going to be able to help you get over the hump and, and could be a good flex start for you. Or in some cases, you know, the first guy we're going to talk about here, he could actually be a starter for you. Uh, Gus Edwards from the Baltimore Ravens. He's only 38% rostered somehow, I think because of the injury and him, you know, just coming back and then injuring himself again and all that. I, I think, you know, there's some fantasy owners out there that are probably a little weary of rostering Gus Edwards, but Baltimore showed once again that when, when Edwards is healthy, he is the man. He had 16 of the 19 running back carries in week 12. And he just, if he's healthy, he's the guy in Baltimore. That's just the way that it works. Now, there is speculation that J.K. Dobbins could come back sooner rather than later. That could potentially eat into some of Gus Edwards' carries, but you got to worry about that later on down the road if and when J.K. Dobbins comes back. You can't be too you know, worried about, oh, I'm not going to pick up Edwards because he's only going to have one or two games. Hey, those one or two games could get you into the playoffs. Those one or two games could get you a bye. So if, if Edwards is available and you need a little bit of running back help, definitely go out and see if he's available in your league. And if he is, throw him on your roster because it's almost impossible to get a starting running back off the waiver wire this late in the fantasy season. And that's what Gus Edwards is. Okay. I know we just bashed the Rams, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there is, there's always a little, uh, a little glimmer, a little, you know, something there that, that you might say, eh, let's take a flyer on a guy. Kieran Williams, rookie out of Notre Dame uh, has, finally gotten a little bit of a chance to play. And obviously they released Daryl Henderson. Uh, we just talked about him signing on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rams might actually be interested to, you know, see what they got there in this player. And I can't blame them. I mean, you know, definitely when you're looking at a guy who you know, has potential, you know, so far hasn't been playing a ton. Again, only about four games worth of stats so to speak you know uh, it's still early in the game but you know it looks like he's starting to kind of like out snap and out touch cam Akers a little bit season's kind of winding down might want to see what this uh rookie out of notre dame has so far you know his, his numbers are modest 19 carries for 80 yards a 17 yard run 4.2 a carry seven catches on eight targets for 63 yards no touchdowns to speak of yet but Yards per target is about eight yards a game. So, I mean, you know, get him involved a little bit. Maybe Bryce Perkins, you know, the, the younger concept of a quarterback there is, is going to be more involved too instead of Stafford. So you never know. These younger players can click a little bit. Kieran Williams might be available in your league. He's only owned in about 20% heavier dynasty. But, you know, take a flyer on him. Throw him on your roster. Sit around for a week or two. Never know. Could come out to play for you. Yeah, I definitely think that. You know, even on bad teams, there are fantasy relevant players. I don't know necessarily that Williams will be the guy, uh, but they they don't want to commit to Cam Akers, that's for sure. So uh, he's definitely worth a roster spot. I have him in our league of record. I actually played him this week in our league of record, which doesn't say much because I don't even score a hundred points in that league. But <laughs> you know, he's he's a guy that I'm you know taking a shot on, especially uh, you know on, on a bad roster. So who who knows? He he might turn into something. He might be nothing, but. Again, if you've got an extra roster spot, he's, he might be worth it. Uh, another running back that we want to take a look at is a guy we talked about last week, uh, Jarek McKinnon, only rostered in 26% of leagues. He only played 34% of the snaps this past Sunday, but still had six targets. He's really not a guy that you're going to put in your lineup every single week, but he is somebody that you can spot start in games where the Chiefs are going to be forced to throw. Uh, there's really... Honestly, a, a few of those games left on the schedule. They have one coming up against the Bengals this week. Then you're looking at a game against the Seahawks, which should be pretty high scoring. And then if you do play in week 18, uh, they get the Raiders, which uh, again, should be a fairly high scoring affair. And I think that you could see, uh, I think you could see McKinnon get some work in those games specifically. In other games, kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes they give him carry, sometimes they don't, but He's not really the the number one running back, uh, the 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 guy who actually gets you know the carries in that offense. That's Isaiah Pacheco, but uh, McKinnon's still not a bad guy to have on your roster. And again, like I said, can can be a good spot start uh, in those high scoring games where the Chiefs need to throw the ball a bunch. Uh, wide receivers, and this one could be interesting, folks. About 
40, 45% of most leagues he is rostered because over the last four weeks in our league of record, he's wide receiver 25. Uh, seven double-digit PPR fantasy games out of 10 he's played. He's obviously, you know, getting a little bit of a, a quarterback upgrade. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, yeoman's work leading a franchise that really, you know, he's not the guy, wasn't expected to be the guy, but you're getting Deshaun Watson back. Now, he could come out, light it up right off of week one. It might take him a few games to get back to game speed and, and things like that. But uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has really been a pretty solid wide receiver for a lot of people this season. Again, he's giving you those uh, wide receiver two or solid flex games throughout. And to see somebody that's going to get a quarterback upgrade of that caliber could be interesting. Again, it might take a game or two, but he's definitely somebody who should be on your bench, uh, you know, at this rate, because it'll be interesting to see who Watson targets right away. It could be him, could be Amari Cooper, could be David Njoku. You don't know for sure once he really gets in there and starts, you know, getting the feel for the offense and who he likes. You know, he's been sitting back watching practices. Now he gets to play and practice with these guys full time and, and really start to see what clicks. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, if he's available, again, the usage uh, is out there, that the numbers are out there to justify him being a part of your team. Yeah, if you remember when Watson played with the Texans, he had a, a great connection with Will Fuller, who was the Texans' deep threat. Yeah. And that's exactly what Donovan Peoples-Jones is for the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, yeah, I definitely think that there's a, a chance, you know, Watson throws a great deep ball, as long as Donovan Peoples-Jones can stay healthy and and continue to get open, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he could be one of those guys who, uh, like Amon Ross St. Brown last year, just completely takes off in the playoffs. If Watson comes back and and you know plays to the the caliber that we've seen Deshaun Watson play to early in his career, I mean he's hasn't played in almost two years now, so could definitely be a little rusty, but. It's like riding a bike, you know, you know, you don't lose it. It's just uh it's one of those things where you just you just kind of got to get used to it again. Yeah, being fresher. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be probably the, one of the most interesting things to watch and you just said it back in Houston where he had, you know, he had DeAndre Hopkins and yes, Fuller as the guy. So if you're looking at Cooper, uh Amari Cooper, right, he's your, yeah, hop, him, he's your you're, you're very com- comparable with with an actual solid running game. And I know that uh when it comes to Donovan Peoples-Jones, he'll probably end up being a favorite of uh, Deshaun Watson because he's really good at rub routes. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. So, <laughs> uh, another guy that you could look at, we talked about him a little bit last week. Paris Campbell, he's rostered in 43% of leagues. He's had seven and a half targets and at least nine PPR points in five of his last six games. He's been pretty good with Matt Ryan at quarterback. So, as long as Matt Ryan stays the quarterback, which it seems like he will with Jeff Saturday as the head coach. Then I think Paris Campbell is at least a usable flex option week to week. Another one that we're looking at, again, it's a Ram. We understand. But yes, if you're getting a wide receiver one, arguably, you might want to keep that guy around. Van Jefferson, he is basically that guy right now. He's only about 16 to 20% rostered. But again, as these guys fall by the wayside, somebody's got to make plays. Somebody's got to catch the football. Van Jefferson, if he's available... Uh, will probably be the uh, wide receiver one in Los Angeles for arguably the rest of the season. So definitely get him on your roster. Yeah, and the Rams are going to be behind and throwing the ball no matter who's a quarterback. So there's a chance that that Jefferson could fall into, you know, eight to ten targets a week. And he's capable when getting those kind of targets. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of the number one wide receivers, another guy we talked about last week, Darius Slayton. Still only rostered in about 38% of leagues. Like we said last week, he's become the number one wide receiver for the Giants, no doubt. Again, the Giants don't throw the ball a ton. It's not really their game. They, they want to run the ball and play defense, but uh, eventually you have to throw. And with the matchups that the Giants have remaining on their schedule, I have a feeling that they're going to have to throw a little bit more because they're, they're going to go up against some pretty good offenses here over the next six weeks in the season. Richie James is another guy you can look at. He had a good game this past week uh, on Thanksgiving versus Dallas. He's probably going to be the number two. Uh, Again, not a high volume passing offense for the Giants, but two guys who, you know, could get a touchdown any week, really. I mean, they're they're the guys that are getting the most targets in this offense. So, uh, you know, 
they're not the worst guys that you can add. Probably not running out to add them, but I think Slayton's actually a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm I don't want to say running out to add, but he's a guy who I'm very interested in because uh, I think the Giants are for real. I think their head coach is for real, and I think that, like I said, they're going to have to throw the ball. And Slayton has been pretty good, uh, you know, when given the opportunity. So definitely like Slayton, Ricky James, eh, you know. Again, if you're struggling and you have roster space, you can you can add him. But I, I wouldn't go running out to uh, to add Richie James. Uh, another guy who's you know last couple of weeks has finally uh, started to shake loose is again potential wide receiver one in Houston. Change of quarterback this week really didn't have too much of an effect. They still lost. <laughs> uh, so Davis Mills gave way to Kyle Allen. Uh, we know there were some issues with Brandon Cooks not happy that he didn't get traded and they actually stripped him of captaincy. So it sounds like there was some, you know, beginning of the end there. We talked about that in previous episodes. Nico Collins quietly is, you know, a little preseason hype. And then he was battling some injuries over the last two weeks in our league of record. He's wide receiver 24. He's reception spaced. It's a PPR league concept. Uh, over the last two weeks, he's 11 catches on 16 targets for 92 yards. Uh, and again, as you see, it's you know, the, the targets and receptions increased this past week with Kyle Allen, a quarterback who it looks like they are going to continue with, at least at this point. Brandon Cooks looks like he's just no longer the guy there. Uh, Chris Moore, another wide receiver that started to make a little bit of headway as well. And again, if this guy's available, about 25% of leagues he's owned, you should pick him up because it probably wouldn't hurt. You might need a little help maybe in a, in a week or two. There's a couple more buys left, uh, maybe for like a, a solid flex guy that's going to get you some double-digit potential, and if the touchdown's thrown in there, he might even have wide receiver two potential. So Nico Collins available in most leagues. Throw him on your bench, uh, and again, for those Brandon Cooks owners, they're going to be looking to add, and, and you might be able to steal him out from under them. Another wide receiver who had a good, a really good week this week actually led the league in receiving yards. On, on my bench, 12. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had him on one of mine too. So uh, Zay Jones for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, is about 22% rostered. He's second on the team in targets with 79, but he's first in receptions actually with 58. So, um, you know, catching a, a lot more balls than Christian Kirk uh, as far as, you know, percentage wise. I think the difference as far as Jones and Kirk is Christian Kirk has seven receiving touchdowns on the year. Zay Jones only has one. Uh, again, that touchdowns are a fluky thing. Sometimes you get a bunch of them. Sometimes you don't get any. But the targets is really, you know, what you're looking for as far as a wide receiver. The more targets you get, the more opportunities you have to catch the ball, the more opportunities you have to score. And this past week, Zay Jones led the team with 14 targets, had 11 catches for 145 yards, and is one of those guys that's like every week it's either Kirk or Zay Jones, it seems like. it's none, These guys don't have good games on the same week. Very rarely does that happen. But, you know, if you guess, guess the right week and, and put Zay Jones in your lineup – you know, during the week that he he has a really good week, even the weeks that he hasn't been great, he's still been okay because of his uh, his sure hands and the fact that he does, like I said, he does catch a, a ton of the targets that are thrown his way. So definitely a guy who you know I think Zay Jones is probably right up there. Uh, I, I think as far as our wide receivers that we've gone over who have actually played games because we have a, a couple left who haven't played that we're going to talk about real quick, but I think Zay Jones is probably my number one target. Um, and then I'm looking at probably Darius Slayton and then Donovan Peoples-Jones. I, I like Peoples-Jones the most if you're looking for league-winning upside because I do think that he has the potential to far outperform what he has so far in the season. But Zay Jones has been super consistent and uh, is a guy, like I said, if he can just get into the end zone a little bit more, could absolutely you know, be a league winner for you in your flex spot if you're, uh, like I said, if you're in a, a playoff contention in your league. And a couple guys, like you said, Pat, that are not currently playing. Uh, one is on a team. One is not. Odell Beckham Jr. There's you know a couple teams that are floating around out there. The Cowboys, the Giants, uh, the the Rams as a you know a reunited concept. I don't think he's going to Los Angeles after what we just talked about. But uh, you know he is still available in a lot of leagues. I mean, people are starting to kind of get around and say, ah, "Yep, I'm going to get him for the stretch run." looking at him maybe slotting into a, a Dallas or, again, honestly, the Giants as another uh, reunion there would be uh, a team that's a little more wide receiver starved, so to speak. 
about 30, 35% of leagues as he rostered. So he should be out there again. Is he going to be, you know, hundred percent ready to go? Is it going to take him a couple weeks to get good? Is he just going to be signed as uh, a filler through the, the season? It, he may or may not have an effect on your playoff roster. Um, so it, is he worth it? I'd say, yeah, for the roster spot, as long as you're not making a tough call uh, to get rid of somebody there. But at the same time, if he does start playing and has a little bit of a clutch role down the stretch for somebody, uh, he could help win a league for you. I know there was a little misunderstanding, it sounds like, on an airplane. Uh, you know, so he was in the news for that. Uh, sounds like you know a little bit of a he said, she said. At the same time, uh, I don't think that there's anything there to, that warrants anybody to be worried about suspensions, fines, anything crazy. It just sounds like it was uh, an isolated incident that technically maybe could have happened to anybody. But Odell Beckham Jr. is available uh, in a lot of leagues right now. And again, worth a stash on your bench. See what happens if he signs with one of these teams. He could play in the regular season, which could help your fantasy football playoffs. Yeah, and the last guy that we're going to talk about at the wide receiver position is Jameson Williams from the Detroit Lions. He has not yet played a game, has been on IR. He is rostered at 27% of leagues, so he's still available in, in about 73%. So uh, definitely go out and check and see if he is still available in your league. Again, just like Odell Beckham could be nothing, could be a guy who wins you your league. Uh, it really just depends on how involved Detroit wants to get him and how much they you know want to see. I don't personally see him coming in and getting you know eight, nine, ten targets a game. I just I don't think that they're going to uh, they're going they're going to utilize him like that. His game when he was at Alabama was speed. And I think they're going to take a couple of deep shots down the field with him. And if he connects, he, he'll be a good play uh, in fantasy. If he doesn't, then obviously he won't. But he's definitely uh, one of those boom bust potential guys who, uh, you know, moving on later on in the season. If you, you know, find yourself in a playoff game where you really need a lot of upside and, and a guy who can potentially get you, uh, you know, 80 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Williams definitely has that kind of talent. And I think, you know, putting him on a team with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, with DeAndre Swift, you know, there's a lot of uh, decent pass catching options on that team. And and teams are not really going to key on a rookie wide receiver, no matter how much hype he came out of the draft with. So uh, I think he's got an opportunity when he gets healthy and starts to play to uh, to break a couple big plays. And if you you happen to catch him in the right week, could, ha- could help you win your entire fantasy league. So, uh, definitely, if you have a spot, again, throw them on your bench. Like I said, could be nothing. Could be could be a league winner. It's completely uh, completely fifty fifty on that one. Yeah, and I think it does. I think it has more of a lean towards something happening. If you look at the roster, I mean, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, like you said, and and really after that, I mean, they signed DJ Jark. It, it hasn't really materialized. They don't have a lot of wide receivers that are healthy, consistent. Uh, yeah, he's a guy, like you said, it might take a week or two, but he could get on that field and just on his raw ability alone, you know, start to make headway, almost like you did see happen with Amon Ra St. Brown when he finally got the opportunity based on some injuries to different guys. Yeah, uh, definitely worth a stash. And, and again, could end up playing and paying dividends for you, Pat. I agree. Yeah, they're playing guys like Josh Reynolds right now at, at wide receiver and Tom Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> I started yeah. him in, in a really in my deep league. I was like, "Holy crap, man! I, I can't believe I'm doing this right now." It looks like he should be in the front row of the stands, not like on the field. But hey, you know, again, like you said, why is that fan out in the field? Oh, that's Tom Kennedy. Open tryouts wouldn't shock me if the Lions did it. But. All right, that is going to do it for our waiver wire segment. Now what we're going to do is hop into uh, just a couple of quick tips for your playoff bound teams. If you are not headed for the playoffs, you can turn the podcast off now. No, I'm just kidding. Keep listening because you may take these into another season. Basically, these are some of the things that that I know I do while in or going into the playoffs to get ready and to sort of give myself the most competitive advantage that I can. So the first thing that is important, at least for me, is right about now, about a week or two before the playoffs start, is when I start handcuffing my running backs. I'm not a big believer in handcuffing your running backs at the draft because everybody comes into the season fairly healthy and injuries in the beginning of the season are just a crapshoot. Either they happen or they don't, and you can't predict them and you can't. There's nothing you can do 
When it comes to the playoffs, however, you've already built yourself a roster that is good enough to make the playoffs, obviously. So what you're trying to do now, like early in the season, you want to diversify. You want to draft a running back from one team and draft a backup running back from another team later in the draft so that if the starter goes down for the team you drafted the backup, now you have two starting running backs. In the playoffs, I'm not really looking to do that because it's such a finite win one week right now and you know that's all that matters so what you're really trying to do is you're trying to protect your roster so go out and if those handcuffs are available if the backup running backs are available to the running backs that you have on your roster go grab them now definitely make sure that if your guy goes down you know unfortunately if it happens like in the first quarter of a game there's nothing you can do but if it happens and you happen to you know still move on and now you're going to be stuck without a running back or you know whatever the case is definitely go out and and get those running back handcuffs on your rosters now to protect yourself from injury basically what if i told you you can see the future uh you might not believe me lottery numbers would be great but what you can actually see is a team's schedule who's going up against who who's available that following week, what are some good matchups? Uh, streaming options. A lot of people stream defense, a lot of tight ends, some even quarterback. You know ahead of time by a week or two easily what the schedule's like, what the matchups are based on the abilities of said team versus a defense, uh, quarter, a defense against a quarterback, and, and so on and so forth. So you have the ability to do that. Start to look ahead. Start to get these guys a week or two ahead of time. Line yourself up and don't wait because – you may have a roster spot. You may have a fringe player that's, you know, you, you just, you, hey, you drafted the guy. You're still waiting for him to break out. Dude, it's week 13. If that guy hasn't broken out yet, <laughs> he's probably not going to break out. If he's one of those Rams we talked about, so on and so forth. That being said that, yeah, you can actually sit there and some people do that. Some people laugh at people that hold on to two defenses or, you know, even leagues that have kickers. But it's like those are the people that are looking at the potential for that following week following some of the injury trails that also plays into those matchups is huge. You know, we're going to start to talk about that because we are going to get into the home stretch of those streaming options and how they really can affect you to sit on a couple players. Because again, if you don't get them, uh, somebody else will, right, Pat? Yeah, absolutely. That's I very, very rarely roster two defenses in any of my fantasy leagues, but when it comes to playoff time, I am, I've actually rostered three defenses before and, and had my whole entire playoffs, you know, defense basically planned out mm -hmm. so that I was, I was going up against one of the top or the worst two teams, I, I should say, yeah. versus the defense position. So yeah, I'm not a big putting extra defenses on your roster guy during the regular season, because I think you can always find a streaming option, but during the playoffs, absolutely. Not only do you want, especially the defenses, not only do you want those guys on your roster, but you want them not on your opponent's roster, which brings us to our next point, which is check out your potential opponent's needs and grab those players too. Playing keep away from your opponent is within the rules, completely fair, completely legal, and it gives you a huge leg up. If you know that your opponent, uh, your upcoming opponent is going to need to stream a, a or they normally stream a tight end or you know, some, something of that nature, or, or you know, maybe they have a, a really good defense. They have the Bills defense or something like that. But I think the Bills play the Dolphins, you know, coming up a, a, as part of their playoff run, and that's definitely not a, a, a an offense that I want to start my defense against. So I would be looking to stream if I had the Bills defense. If, however, you play the player in your league who has the Bills defense, hey, go ahead and pick up another defense off of the waiver wire just to keep one away from him, or. Uh, again, if you if you happen to be playing a team who is streaming quarterbacks, I know that's a, a big thing in one quarterback leagues because you just don't need a ton of, you know, there's just not that many starting quarterbacks that are head and shoulders above, uh, you know, the, the rest of the field. So go ahead and grab a, another quarterback. We talked uh, about the whole Deshaun Watson coming back from his suspension. Even if you don't need a quarterback, check to see if the team's, that are going to make the playoffs in your league do and go out and grab Watson to keep him away from those. I mean, you're looking at a potential, you know, Sean Watson has been the last three full seasons he's played. He's been the quarterback five overall in all three of those seasons. You do not want your opponent, especially somebody who's been streaming guys like Kirk cousins and, 
you know, Derek Carr here and there. Like you don't want him to have an option where he can just set it and forget it. So definitely go out and see what your opponents need. Grab players that are going to, uh, you know, that would potentially make their way onto their roster and put them on your roster first. The roster makeup is completely different heading into the playoffs. I'm not just stacking my team with upside players like I am during the season. What I want to do is have my starting lineup pretty much set for the playoffs because there's no bye week, so you don't have to worry about that. And then you want to grab your handcuffs, you want to grab your streaming options, and then you want to grab your keep away options in that order. So definitely your your roster should look pretty different heading into the playoffs as it did, you know, for the rest of the season. Now you still want to make sure that you keep, you know, options on your bench if, you know, one of your top players gets injured or something like that. You want to, you know, keep a I'm not saying to drop a starting running back just so that you can pick up the handcuff to one of the running backs you have because that starting running back may be a good enough option for you if you do lose one of your starting running backs. So just understand the difference. I'm not like if you only have two running backs, let's say you play in a league with two uh, where you have to start two running backs and you only have two, that's when you really want to be grabbing handcuffs. But if you lucked out in the draft or made some good trades or whatever the case is, and you have four guys on your roster that could all start for you at any, at any given week, then don't worry about handcuffing at that point. What you want to do then is hold on to those running backs that you have and start looking at those streaming options, the defenses, the quarterbacks, tight ends, whoever your your opponents may be picking up. That's basically the structure of my roster heading into the playoffs. And finally, folks, uh, matchups. I mean, you can play the matchups. That's great. I mean... Uh, maybe it's a, a decision maker for a few different players, uh, you know, maybe your flex and stuff like that. But for the most part, at the end of the day, you're going to go with what got you there. Like, you know, you're not going to bench a, a top 25 player based on matchups because, you know, if you outthink it or overthink it, there's some potential for loss right there. You know, you can't take that back. Why would you bench, you know, the guy that's been hot for you? Like last year, I'm on Ross St. Brown, got hot near the end of the season. Did some people maybe get spooked based off of a matchup? Sure. I'm sure they did. Uh, look at a player right now like Christian Watson, who nobody thought was going to turn out to be much after being banged up and not being able to get on the field. And, you know, the guy has really lit it up. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, we'll see what happens. But if he's a guy that's starting to help you win three games in a row, you got to kind of go with the hot hand that helps you. Now, the only caveat as you truly get into the playoffs is – if you have teams that obviously are first round buys that affects your roster. And if you, ha you better have some depth there. And if you have teams that start to shut down period based off of, Hey, they're, they're happy where they're at in the playoffs that can have an effect on you. Sometimes in your final, if you go all the way till the end uh, for those that are maybe even starting playoffs right now, totally different options are, are available. So you still have some good players out there. So you always want to pay attention, but at the end of the day, go with what got you there. The you're talking about the NFL teams actually shutting down some of their options, not yeah, yeah. You're okay. looking at your nine and one and your ten okay. and one teams gotcha. that are going to cruise for the sake of you know, right. like in our league, we kind of run until the very end, and, and not every league does. But yeah, if you get stuck in that position, and you know, let's say you're you're living off of Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, and the Eagles sit back and go, Yep, we're good, we got the one seed locked up, or we got our playoffs locked up. And the last two weeks, let's rest these guys. We're only playing them a half just to get them a little bit. Again, that's, you're screwed at that point. That's where you kind of have to go. Uh, so it's sometimes it's tough to have the best players, but that's where your depth comes in. That's the matchup, so to speak, that you might want to watch out for. But, no, at the end of the day, uh, you really go with what got you there. Uh, and, again, if you luck out to have good players on good teams that are fighting for a playoff spot or to win a division at the end, they're going to run the table with those guys and they're going to give it everything they got just to get into the playoffs. And that's what can help really win you a league and yeah, really win you like a, a good playoff matchup, you know, a two week final, so to speak, that kind of a thing. That's the only thing I think where you're really going to watch, you know, the pro team and see where they're at. Cause again, I, I know, a few years back, I got lucky enough to win a league because the one guy, um, you know, I'm not going to rip him, but, you know, the one guy had a lot of Kansas City Chiefs on his team. They were great. They got him so far. And then because we ran it to the end and, you know, left it late on playoffs and stuff like that, all those guys got benched. And suddenly there was nobody there to to help him out. So, you know, it, to talk about an advantage, yeah, would I have possibly lost? Probably. But I didn't. My team won because I had players that were playing and that were good. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's something that uh, we didn't put on here, but definitely pay attention to that. Make sure that you going into your playoffs, uh, you know, most leagues now because of this has happened in the past will not play in week 18. But if you are in a league that does play in week 18, make sure that you are paying attention to that because that is a, that's a good point. I think that's it as far as our, our playoff roster adjustments. Uh, hopefully that helps you guys out. If you, like I said, if you're making a playoff run, if you're in the playoffs already, or if you are, are about to get into the playoffs, I think, uh, you know, making some of those roster adjustments is huge for giving you the, I don't want to say the flexibility. You just got to understand you're not competing against the same number of teams anymore. Once the playoff starts, the teams that are in the playoffs, you know, you're jockeying with those teams and really only the one that you're playing against, you know, in the upcoming week, you know, so, so you can be real specific about what you want to do, players that you want to pick up, you know, again, looking at your opponent's roster, trying to grab some of the players that they may want or need. Definitely, a, a, like I said, a huge advantage and something that has helped me win, you know, multiple fantasy championships over the years is is just being a little bit more savvy and, and thinking, a, a, I guess, an extra level deep as far as, you know, looking at upcoming matchups and, and things like that. Because a lot of times, you know, not, not only who you're going to play, but you can kind of see like, oh, I'm the one seed going in. So if I win or if this team wins, I know that I'm going to play against this team or if that team, you know what I mean? So you kind of have a little bit of the knowledge of who you're most likely going to play moving forward and how that bracket is going to, is going to shape up. And, you know, I, th- I think it's a, a big advantage for you to, to grab some of these players that, uh, you know, just, just grab them ahead of time and, and don't wait for the week of the matchup to put in those waiver claims because it's going to alternate. You may get one, but then they're going to get one and then you're going to get one. But if you pick them up a week ahead of time and, and just kind of cut them off at the pass, there's really nothing they can do about it. They're just, you know, they're stuck picking up inferior options. And as you said, that will wrap it up for this waiver wire news and a little bit of playoff adjustments. We give you a little, little cherry on top there, folks. If you're interested, uh, you can always contact us. Again, we, we hope that you all like, subscribe, follow. We, we appreciate that. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, you know, do the subscribe of the show. Maybe you don't listen to them all the time. We get it. You know, sometimes you got a lot to, to balance out. But we do appreciate the support. Kind of gives us a little hand here and, and lets us know that, you know, you, you care and, and you care enough to listen. So we do appreciate that. If you need to drop us a line, you can access us through Twitter. We are at the nine route one. I am at Scott from Delco. If you're interested in just shooting the breeze, drop us a line via the email, the nine route FFB at gmail.com. You can visit our website, www.thenineroutefb.com, where there are links to all the socials. Uh, And again, folks, we do appreciate it. We do have some folks out there that support and we do, uh, we do thank you for that. We'd also like to thank Mickey's Portacall Pub in Tuckerton, New Jersey for partnering with the show. If you are looking for a great place to go watch the NFL on Sunday, Mickey's is it. Great food, drink specials, and all the football you can handle. Mickey's Pub, 327 East Main Street in Tuckerton, New Jersey, where friends and family meet. All right, I think that is going to be it for this episode. Hopefully, like I said, we gave you guys some, some good information, some good pickups, and some good tips heading into the playoffs. We will be back later on this week with our start-sit episode for week 13. Folks, we'll see you then. Peace.